to another episode of Dragons and Dread Forts. It's us. I like turning that around. Like, you know, just... I, it throws me off a little yeah. bit. Um, Because I kind of always expected to come after the in, the Dragons and Dread Forts. I never come wow. after. I never come after. It's always before. That's good to know. <laughs> so that combined with your... With our powers combined. Your sex moves probably is not <laughs> the greatest experience imaginable. Some yeah, for some reason my wife seems happy in He's her life. Made one I don't baby. Know. Yeah. Got one. That's true. Um so it worked for Stannis. It did work for Stannis. He seems one for one on that one. Well we don't really know, but he was one for one. He one shot, one kill. Okay. Um before we dive in, do we I do have an apology corner, and here's the issue. So uh, you guys haven't noticed it because we're clearly professionals at what we do. We've been doing this for a long time. We know how to do podcasts so that you are not aware as the listener of the difficulties that we are having as the people putting out the content. But we have been a little thrown off on our recording schedule. So what used to happen was we would record, and then an episode would come out, I would listen to that episode. I would hear my stupidness, stupidness, stupid Nick. Yep. Stupid Nick. And then be able to formulate an apology corner and understand what I needed to apologize for, for the last episode. Recently, we've been recording more often. And so that means recording before the previous episode actually releases. Therefore, I'm not hearing them until a couple episodes down the line. Shame. Yeah, so... Just excuses um, all the way down. Right, so I'm actually apologizing for things that might have been more than, uh, you know, more than the last episode back. That's okay. Yeah. I have can think of some things you should have apologized for a long time ago that you never did. That's fair. Um, so I just had the one on here, and I'm actually apologizing to one specific person, uh, and his name is Luke. And I have to say, yeah, little Luke, he's, he's my son. Uh, I have to say sorry to Luke because I'm... Two episodes ago, wait, now it's probably three, uh, we were talking about people named Jeffrey and how Lydia thought that no one actually was named Jeffrey, like it was a made-up name, and we went through a couple Jeffreys that we knew. My son's middle name is Jeffrey. (laughs) Wow. Emily called me at work today and said, how fucking dare you? (laughs) And um, so I want to say sorry to little baby Luke because I didn't mean to, uh, I didn't mean to minimize his middle name to me, which is clearly what happened because I didn't even think about it. Um, Here, here's what I imagine happened um, while Luke was listening to the episode. Peer pressure, probably. I think we started talking about how shitty Jeffries are, uh, and he got scared to admit that he decided to name his child Jeffrey forever. His middle name, his middle name is is after uh, Emily's father, and his name is Jeffrey, which I did mention him on the episode, uh, but I did not mention the namesake, um, or I guess the reverse namesake. Uh, but Emily wanted me to make sure that I got Luke's full name into this episode, mm-hmm. and since this is Apology Corner, I feel like this is a good time to do it. Uh, so I apologize to Sir Luke Jeffrey of House Holmes, first of his name, toddler of Claremont, conqueror of naps, playgrounds, and hearts. That was cute. It was did cute. you write that or did she? No, she wrote that. It's on my text. I'm proud of her. Good job, Emily. Good yeah. job, Emily. Yeah. So I'm sorry to little baby Luke. 
All right. And that's long, it. Long time listener of the show. Yeah. Baby yeah. Luke. First time caller. <laughs> he is a first time caller. Um, first time crawler? Crawler. Mm. Oh, that was good. Better than what I came up with. Um, <sighs> this episode feels dull without Lydia here. I started mm. listening today and. Yeah. Well, this seems like a good time to, you know, say that we're going to have her back. We are going to have her back. Hopefully really soon. Um, we do have two, we mentioned at the end of the last episode, but we didn't really take opportunity to thank them at the top of the episode. We have two new patrons. Yeah. We have, I believe, so now we still have Lydia somehow. Yeah. I said somehow no. She said yeah. yes. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to, yeah, but you can't throw out the new or the old because you have the new. No, no, no. Of course so not. We have Lydia. The baby out with the bathwater. We have Lydia, we have Michael, and we have Chris. I believe I named them both at the last episode. You did. I just so wanted well. to take an opportunity to say thank you Thanks, to guys. both of you. We appreciate the support, and we're going to not let you down. Well, uh, well yeah. we appreciate the support. Yeah. Right. Second part, probably not so much. <laughs> <laughs> we can't promise everything. <laughs> um, this t- this episode, episode two of season six, or I mean, Jesus Christ. Wow. wow. Episode six, episode right six season of season two. two mm-hmm. I told you, it's just hard to get in the mind space without Lydia here. Uh, episode six of season two is titled the old gods and the new it was released on may the 6th 2012 the writer was vanessa taylor and director david nutter we have had vanessa taylor once as a writer yep we have not had david nutsack yet the nut man the nut man as another as another podcast he's a nutter he's gonna Uh, show us his o face (laughs) oh Keep going. No, this is good. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> um, yeah, Great he, physical comedy here on the podcast. He he's new, but Vanessa Taylor's back because she did a great job with the last episode. Um, and we open straight into Winterfell to chaos. We do. Um, yeah. I like when they just throw us in without any kind of slow intro or kind of build the momentum. It just is no foreplay. No foreplay. Let's just dive right on in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what they do in this episode. We see immediately off the bat, uh, Maester Lewin going to the, what do they call the room? Where the rookery. The rookery. Thank you. Where the ravens are. Um, and he is Very proud of you. in a hurry to proud of myself. <laughs> write a letter. And the whole time that I'm watching this, all I can imagine, like as soon as he throws the bird out the window was like, somebody's going to shoot that shit out of the sky. Mm-hmm. I was worried someone was going to shoot him. Well, I was just thinking, please don't let him die. I like him. There were a few moments in this in this episode where I was like, Keith, what happens to people you like in the show? Oh, they die. Okay. But you know what? Sometimes people I don't like die. That's true. They keep you on your toes. Yep. Everybody and dies. Sometimes Everybody people dies. you do like don't die. Right. Hey, do you and think... Sometimes people you don't like don't die. But you know what? They're just not dying long enough to die. Right. Here's a question. Aren't we all? Do you think that anybody that we've met so far will be alive at the end of the show? Yes. How many people off the top of your head? Like, Give me a, a quick list. Like, who do I think will survive? Yeah. Ooh, that's a good um, list to make. Yeah, go for it. I feel like Rickon's going to live. Okay. Just because you really don't like him. Hot he gets, take. He had a line in this episode. Yeah. What I was it? I didn't write it down because it was a throwaway. <laughs> it was it was it was a word I should say a word. He said a word. It was stop or yeah, it I was think he said stop. It was when um Yeah, Roderick. Roderick was yeah getting, getting taken. Yeah. Another name I on think the wall. He said stop. Yeah. 
So I said a few things, I think, as I was watching with the captain. Well, we definitely on. got that. Like that one stuck out in my mind. Mm. So Rick on is going to make it. Sure. Because he's memorable. Yep. Super okay. memorable. Well, that's how, that's how you survive. In a, you just be in a loser. Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to stare at them. You want to hide in the back behind yeah. Gendry. <laughs> I'd hide behind Gendry. Yeah, you would. Um, Peekaboo. <laughs> uh, I think at least one, maybe two of the wolves, the Stark wolves, mm-hmm. will survive. Um, Any guesses? You probably don't know all their names. Do I you? don't know all their names. Um, so we've got... This is a short list, and you haven't named a single main character. <laughs> we've well, got... Look... We've I learned last season what happens to main characters. That's a good sure. point. They get they their get head cut off, head yeah. taken, and then they get made a pop figure of. Yeah, that Justin wants. Yeah, yeah. but Justin won't get. No, no, <laughs> maybe. No, if if, Not, if someone gives it to me, if the spoiler jar gets up that high, maybe I'll buy it for you. Oh shit, that would be dope, dude. If we got to a thousand dollars, I'll start spoiling shit right that now. That would be nuts. You want me to tell you who you're going to be paying for it? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um. We are, I believe, if we did do the math, I believe we are going to be at right around 100. So, oh, wow. So we're a tenth of the way there and well, Lydia more than a tenth of the way $5. through. I don't know if you want to count we'll, that in there or not. We'll put that in there just so it's... it's uh, she Venmoed you five? Mm-hmm. For what? For hot pie. Yeah. Yeah. That has to go in the jar for sure. We'll write it down as a note, as an already paid. We yeah. have IOUs in there and we have already like receipts. Um, I think Danny's going to survive. Oh, okay. okay. I think she's like... The Christ figure, yeah, she's our Christ figure. Yeah, I I feel like just being the mother of dragons, like introducing dragons back to the world, is like you know Christ died, right? Right, but then he okay. rose again. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Right. Do you think that Christ she has that same? Do you think that she's gonna die and come back, or do you think she's just gonna live? I think we're going to have a we don't see the body, and then she does come back. Mm. Or they like throw her in a fire or something, and she's like, "I'm reborn." Okay. As a dragon? Well, I hope not. That would be dope. That would be kind of cool. Okay, so Danny. She at least pops wings out or something? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> we got the rails quick. <laughs> That's like no, record this is time. Good. This is good. Yeah, no, look, I just, they left me wanting more with the weird shadow of Stannis, and mm. then they have given me no more. Yeah. So you want weird Stannis? I, I want weird anything. I don't think shadow Stannis can be killed. So we've got Danny and Rick on and one or two of the wolves. That's yeah. it. Um, no, I mean I think others like and the problem is I can see like I can see Rob dying, I can see Cat dying, I can see. I feel like Joffrey's probably gonna live forever. <laughs> just <laughs> that's, to that's what happens. Yeah. What a travesty that would be. Right, just to continue to bother everyone. Oh my god. But only like half of him, and he'll have to like ride around on the back of the hound or something. Oh, maybe he'll get like a like a houndish wound, and his face will be more fucked up. There you go. That would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have some Joffrey notes on this episode. I'm excited to get to. Yeah. So, um, anyway, I was just curious, like as we've made it half, you know, a little more than half the way through season two, kind of where your mind was at with. Yeah, I don't know. Each time I see a new character, and I'm like, oh, I like them. I hope they don't die. Dead. Yeah. Like the, I like the wildling girl, girl from this episode. Oh, Egret. Yeah. She seems super cool. And I don't know. The red hair seems like not a good combo for the, for the snow. Well, unless she's, unless she has main character hair. They oh, call true. it touched by fire. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Main character hair is a, I've never thought about that before. Mm-hmm. They just do whatever they want without any regard to the rules. Right. Well, it's like, I mean, you look at a picture and you're like, oh, that's, that's the main character. Yeah. 
That's true. It's no, normally in like anime and stuff. Mm. Like when you like pan over a school or something, and like everyone has like black hair. And then somebody like, has pink hair. One person has like pink. You're like, yeah. oh, you're, you're, Waldo. you're a main character. There they are. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, Maester Lewin, you thought he was gonna die. I thought he was gonna die. I was very happy that he didn't. He did not. Thank God. Thank the gods. The thank old and the, the new. The old and new gods. Um. So then, then Theon, we get to see. You know, they take him. Then, then uh, Theon burst into Bran's bedroom, who apparently slept through the siege. Just sleepy boy. <laughs> he's just he's very what tired. The fuck, he's man. a teenager. Yeah, Wake the been, fuck up. He's been giving out orphan boys to people. He's Emily had a take. Hard. Emily had a take that I hope was true. I don't think it was though. She was like, "Well, maybe he was doing one of his dreams with in the wolf." And I was, you know, okay, mm. hey, uh, maybe. Um, I mean, there was a time when I could sleep through anything. Yeah, I just I can't imagine all of that. I mean, you, you, we saw what was going on with Mister Lewin. He's running, he's slamming doors. He's you know, winds blowing, and you know, people are screaming. Maybe uh, Brand's like up in a tower or something. He is, but you still hear it. I don't know. Yeah, I was just like, really, motherfucker, wake up, wake up, bitch. I feel like that wasn't. But it was. It was good. Uh, it was good that um, that he he was so confused. Mm-hmm. When Theon busts in, and he's been sleeping obviously through the siege, and Theon just says, "Wake up! I've taken Winterfell," and he's like, "He says I I I uh, sent men over the walls with grappling hooks, and the the castle is mine." And he's like, "Why? Why would you do that?" Because he's thinking, "Okay, Rob sent Theon back here to maybe protect it or or help him or something like that." And the you know Theon says it's it's mine now. Rob sent me back to Pike, and I can't fight for Rob and my father. So, and Bran's just super fucking confused, which makes sense, right? It's this yeah. you know. Well, it also almost sounds old. like Theon's like, hey, I, like didn't I do a great job? Right. I used uh, right. yeah. He's grappling hooks. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Did you see their grappling hooks? Isn't that cool? Eight year old. <laughs> right. What, however old. Uh, so yeah, I just thought that was a little like I thought that was good that he wasn't like. All of a sudden, he understood what was going on because that's exactly what would happen if you had an eight-year-old or a ten-year-old like wake up and all of a sudden this person that you knew to be your friend and that someone was on your side is now stealing your castle. I mean, I think if Justin and I came into your bedroom and woke you up and were like, "This is our house now," you'd be like, "What?" Right? Exactly. Why? Like, no, no, no. You guys are yeah, no, cool. We use grappling like, hooks. Yeah. <laughs> it's ours now. <laughs> but did you see the grappling hooks? <laughs> I've got one right here. I don't know what to do. Yeah, with it, but I but, thought that was good. Yeah. Oh, we uh, told your family too, but uh, but Brand's a little annoying. He's like, no, we're not going to yield. We'll never yield. No, no, no. You slept through the whole yielding part where right. you fight them off and you send them back over. We'll kick you out. I don't no, know. You slept I kind of I kind of liked it because it kind of it kind of reinforced that idea that like Brand wasn't taking this seriously. Uh, kind of made me think like he doesn't feel threatened by Theon. Right. He doesn't feel like Theon's. Would anyone feel threatened by Theon? No, but that's kind of the point. I think. Right. Like, like no, maybe you think it's like an exercise almost. I don't, I don't know. I'm thinking in my head like, so you think it's like a, like a fire drill? Like no, in this situation I wouldn't yield. Like no, no, you're you're, you're in bed. I'm here. I have the grappling hooks. Did you I, see them? Right. I think it was just so kind of what you guys talked about. It's so confusing, and so familiar because it's Theon, somebody who was raised in the house, well, who if, had gone off with Rob. Like I think he was just like, yeah. I don't know yeah. if this is a joke like, or a test going, or what, on? but like, no, I'm not yielding. Well, yeah. Theon's been there for what nine years, 
So yeah. like yeah. it's possible all of Bran's life he's just been there. Or at least like, a large part of it. Yeah. Why would you yeah, why would you use grappling hooks to take over the castle? Yeah, just come you we could just walk we in. We would have opened the door for right. you if you'd have just hey, I brought these guys to help us defend Winterfell. Oh great, bring them on in. Honestly, <laughs> That'd not, be... not the most thought through plan by Theon. No. Well No, use the find, fucking grappling find hooks. Find me a thought through plan from Theon. Good point. That's true. Although, although this seems although, to be a thought through plan. Is this from Theon or is this from that other dude? Well, he's Theon like first mate. Theon put the pieces together. The first mate s- spread all the puzzle pieces that fit and made one puzzle on the table, and Theon just put them together. If it I was like one of those kid puzzles, it's yeah, like, like a four year old with like, like four if pieces. If you hand Oliver a bread, a piece of bread with peanut butter on it, and a piece of bread with jelly on it, and then he just puts them together, are you like, hey, you made a sandwich? I would 100 percent say that. Wow, <laughs> he would because he's right. But how old is Oliver? Dad. He's four. Right. How old is Theon? Fourteen. Not four. <laughs> yeah, probably like <laughs> yeah, like sixteen, seventeen. The <laughs> and he put two pieces of bread together. Basically. But it, Theon put it on wrong <laughs> and it had it on his hands. Yeah, he like grabbed. He stuck his hand and got the peanut butter and right. stuck his hand and got the jelly. Put and the two dry sides. Put together. two dry sides together and said, "Grappling hooks." Look, Balon, I made a sandwich. <laughs> Um, so he, he, he announces to Bran that you're going to go, like, I've gathered all your people and Bran's like, why? He's like, cause you're going to tell them that like you're yielding and that's when they go into that. Um, then we make our way down there and we see Farlin. Yeah. I don't know who Farlin is. Um, I don't either, but he did get whacked pretty good. Yeah. Uh, he had a mouth on him though. He did. I liked oh, it. Was he the, just the, the citizen? Yeah, he yeah. said. Theon says, "You all know me," and he says, "Yeah, we know you to be a steaming sack of shit, <laughs> like, like a not, like a fan at a at a like a press conference." One hundred percent, not incorrect. It's it's funny because like I I don't imagine like if Tywin Lannister rolled up in there, no one's gonna say shit to him, but it's kind of like no Farland dies that no one takes like Theon seriously. Like they're well, all yeah. like, "What the fuck is going on here?" And they're all there. Everyone's a lot more bold and comfortable, you know, than they would be if it was anybody else. You know, if it was Jamie Lannister or, you know, Joffrey in the in the in the King's Guard, like whatever. Any insert any other person, which is why it was necessary for him to kill Roderick. One hundred percent. You have to do that. And and I can't remember his first mate's name. It starts with like a D or something. But Dagmar. Uh, there you go. He he Gilbert? was right. He's right that like you've what? got you. They're Gilbert? never going to respect you while while this guy lives. You've got to kill him. And yeah, that and that's why because they they clearly don't respect you now. Well, I feel like they don't respect him now either. Like after killing him. I mean, I think that there's fear. There's fear. There's. I mean, there's they believe maybe a little bit. They of believe like, that he'll do something. Oh, something will happen. But I mean, especially even like, uh, like just how long it took him to kill Roderick. Oh god! Like, is that because he's weak, or because he's well, not a warrior and his sword his sword isn't sharp? I think we'll get to it, but yeah, it's um, yeah. Well, let's let's get there because oh, sorry because Farland gets whacked. Then Roderick comes storming around the corner, you know, in not really in chains, but he's a prisoner. Yeah. Um. And, and before that, he gets he talks to Maester Lewin. He walks over to Maester Lewin and says, you know, send a raven to my father to tell him about my victory here. Um. Which I would think that you'd want to be the one that writes that, right? So it's like, not no, like, well, he, hey, Theon's dead, right? Yeah. He pooped himself. <laughs> no, because I think that I think that um, Theon even kind of mentioned it. Are you a maester of the Citadel? He says, "Yes." Aren't you sworn to serve right, the Lord but, of Winterfell? But if like, you're, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I'm just saying. I think that he. I think custom holds. 
and, and people put a lot of weight in custom that that's your role. Your role is to the Lord of Winterfell. I'm the Lord of Winterfell. And I think Theon has this blind, like if I'm in power, everyone's going to follow me. He kind of acts that way. He talks that way. So I don't think he has any concern that Lewin's going to like do anything other than what he's but supposed for me, to I would, do. I would want to be in charge of the words that that letter says. Like, right. hey, reminding you that, hey, you you sent me to the to raid the fishing villages. I decided to do this, and let me show you my plan. I went to Torrance Square. I tried to create a ruse there to draw Winterfell out, and then while they were go- reacting to Torrance Square, I went around and I paid the iron price for the largest castle in the north. That's something that Balon would read and be like, "Oh shit, this dude, this dude's like for real." He, he's, yeah. I. That's that's what I mean. I would want to be the one to write that letter rather than not not that he wouldn't trust Lewin to write. You know. Okay, Theon won a victory at Winterfell, but I'd want to explain because that's a pretty good plan, and pretty you know they carried it out to perfection. I, and and then the whole paid the iron price idea that Balon was giving him shit for before, I'd want to you know throw that in there. So all of that stuff, I want to be the one to do that. And then he he says like, and tell my sister at Deepwood Mott to send five hundred men. Like he like turns to the crowd, <laughs> like just announcing that. I have 500 men, motherfuckers. Did you hear that? My sister's going to give me 500 men. It's just, it's classic. Well, the funny, the funny part about that to me was it's almost like, like if I was a bystander, I would think to myself, oh, you, you came here with 50 men or whatever it was, and your sister has 500. Right. So no one believes you're worth anything. Like... And I mean, that's reading into the situation mm-hmm. a lot, but it almost feels like that was kind of a dumb thing to do because it shows your place even within your own people. Like they don't believe in you. They didn't send you with an army of 500. Um, and so th- there's that. I also yeah, think you're that, clearly like flying by the seat of your pants. Yeah. Which I think kind of lends itself to the point you were making about the letter. In my opinion, I think that Theon was probably feeling a lot of, the adrenaline and a lot of the like panicky, like, Oh shit, this, this is working. What Mm -hmm. do I do? So he's not really Tywin Lannister would have had a cool, clear demeanor the whole time. He would have done everything the right way. He would have been able to think through it because he's been in this situation countless times. Right. Whereas this is the first time Theon's done anything of importance ever. At least by himself, at least by himself. And so he's definitely like, feeling the the surge of like adrenaline and excitement from mm-hmm. a victory albeit a kind of shitty one but a victory nonetheless his plan worked he he's in his mind picturing his dad's gonna get this raven no matter what it says and be proud of him and exalt him and send an army there like he's not thinking through reality so i think that he's a little bit excused in his silliness there because he's probably a young boy winning his first battle just like we've heard everyone talk about how Rob should be handling this, Rob has just happened to not be handling it that way. I think that's kind of what's to be expected yeah. of yeah. a young warrior. And see, I kind of thought it was him being more like, you know, I only showed up with like 30 to 50 men or whatever. And I know, well, we know 200 are out there. This is me being like, oh, there's 500 more coming. Like, don't, you know, like, don't fight me. Because there's even more men coming. Yeah, okay, it that was, might be it good. It was more like yeah. a scare tactic for everyone else. Like, I just found it funny he announced that to everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah. look how big my dick is. No, it was totally stupid, but I felt it was more like... Actually, look how big my sister's dick is. Right. I thought it was more like, Which my I've dad touched. bought me this car type thing. Yeah, it, it felt yeah. that way. Um, so then Roderick is brought in, uh, and he promptly 
waste no time in letting uh, 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 Theon know that he's got less honor than a back alley whore, uh, which great line and totally true. Um, so, so they kind of have this standoff where you know Theon's addressing Roderick. He's telling him, you know, you've served this this castle well. Like it's it's a shame that we meet you know as enemies. All this stuff, and then Roderick just spits in his face. Yeah, which. That and Joffrey getting slapped. Um, well, he got slapped again in this episode, but previously, uh, Joffrey getting slapped are are definitely my favorite <laughs> moments. I think in the show that was a big was loogie. A big spit. Yeah, I mean, so gross. Yeah, that would take me a minute to to come up with if I was trying to do that. It well, maybe he was the whole time. Um, yeah, he was like, "I'm I'm gonna spit in his face." Watch this. <laughs> Everybody watch. Everybody watch. Uh, we see, I, I I know this show definitely tried to show us this, but I think, I think that they did as good a job as they could have in a two minute scene. But you really saw throughout this process that Theon was really, in my opinion, unsure of the decisions he was making. I Keith, to your point, I don't know if it was him wrestling with like good and evil. Like do these are like he he. Does he feel loyalty to these people or does he think that he's, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what all he was feeling, but you can tell that he's not confident. He has to have Dagmer there, like nudging him along the whole time. Right. Even when Lewin comes and puts his hand on his shoulders and says, Theon, like, think about what you're doing. Uh, you can kind of see him falter in his, you know, previous decision. Like, okay. Um, and, and then Dagmer's behind him, like, like, trying to get his attention like no dude you gotta go through with this and then he kind of brushes Lewin off and it's it's Prince Theon and you know the whole the whole thing or and, you'll be next yeah and I just think like we're seeing a, an internal struggle with Theon I'm not really sure exactly what he's struggling with it might be his decision to like do this um but he's definitely processing something big and that's why he's like kind of wishy-washy he wants to make the right decision I don't know that he really knows what the right decision is. He doesn't know how to lead people. He doesn't know how to be a commander. He also probably, he has to have some sort of feeling of loyalty to these people. They were his people, whether he's, no matter what he says, right. He was raised there. He was raised nine years with people. Like, yeah, it's kind of, you know, and he didn't feel a slave until Balon introduced that idea into his head. Right. Yeah, we missed it. We actually missed a line by Bran earlier. Um, that was pretty good. Right before Theon leaves his room, Bran calls Theon and says, did you hate us the whole time? And, you know, Theon doesn't answer and he walks away. But that's a really, it's a pretty powerful line of like somebody, a little kid, again, doesn't know what's going on. And clearly this guy just doesn't like them. And, you know, he's come to take their castle and all that kind of stuff. Just backstab Rob. Um, you know, did you did you hate us the whole time? Because clearly you hate, clearly do hate us. Uh, so uh, yeah, we just we missed that line. Now that you're going into that with Roderick, it reminded me. Well, and it's almost like this is the first decision that he's making that like actually has consequences. Yeah, and it's kind of like he's he's never had to do something with those consequences attached to it, and so when he sees it happening, he's like, "Oh shit, yeah, what am I like, doing? Oh, I don't want to. I don't really want to do this." Yeah, yeah, you can't undo that. You can pretty much undo. The other things that you've done, maybe to an extent, but you can't undo cutting someone's head. Yeah, off. killing Roger. So that leads us into that that scene where he doubles down. He's like, you know, nope, we're doing this. Um, 
Roderick has a callback line to episode one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Ned Ned had shared with uh was it Rob and Bran? It was um and Theon. Yeah, yeah and, it was either Rob and Bran or, or John and Bran. I think I think John, I think it was John. Yeah. I think you're right. Um and, yeah, he says the man who passes the sentence to swing the sword. Um and you know, then Roderick says it quickly to Theon because it looks like uh Dagmar's gonna gonna be the one to do it. And then he says it to Theon, and Theon's like, okay, well, I'll I'll get my sword out. I think you see a little bit of that, like, questioning again in Theon's face. Even then, he's like, can I do this? Holy shit. Yeah. Like, am I really about to do this? I've known this guy most of my life, or the better part of my memory, and I'm like, this is getting really real. And, uh... And then he does, like, he asks Roderick if you have any last words, and... Pretty good last words, I think. You didn't think so? I, th- God, I God's help you, Theon Greyjoy. Uh, now you are truly lost. It left some wanting. Like okay. I, want, I wanted him to say "fuck you, Theon." Basically, right. he already spit that's in what his I was face. Ask you. That's what I'm saying. Like you can't dial it back ten notches at that point. Yeah, it's kind of what what Keith you just said, where he, uh, you know, this Roderick's almost showing him that this is the this is the decision that you've made. Right. That is going to not have reversible it's it's irreversible mm-hmm. it's going to have consequences um you know and, and clearly you're you're truly lost here you yeah. have no idea what you're fucking well doing. it's almost more like or it's almost like the spitting was like trying to slap him being like hey like what are you doing right and now this is just like okay if this is what you're doing like i i can't help you anymore Good luck no, with one, that. no one can help you anymore and then he has a really terrible scene where he is it's one of the worst man i've seen this this series so many times all the way through that is a difficult thing to watch now you're not seeing the sword go into the neck over and over and over but it's you can just imagine it and then he kicks the head oh because just imagine it like hanging there by a few fibers and you just kick it off Oh man, it's it's hard to watch. It's hard. Yeah, I, I can't do it. It's uh, brutal. Well, I can do it, but I just yeah. I don't like doing the it. The foot amputation was harder for me. I think really because of all the noises. Oh, the sawing and the the wet crunchiness of it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Interesting. I think I, I I see through that one because the guy's not dead, you know, and I don't know. And there's a smoking hot woman sawing the leg off, whereas it's fucking Theon hacking away. And I think Rob, you see the rods f- there. What do you you see That's the true. first the first hack right and then and Roger kind of like Ugh. yeah that and was the moment when I was like oh no yeah that's the thing man the the the, the leg one is you got this undercurrent uh, of Rob and Talissa mm-hmm. and that guy's not gonna die they're they're cutting the leg off to save his life but Roderick is just taking hack I'm telling after you hack. even if even if the goddess Talissa was hacking his head it would be Way and we figured out after last episode, Keith, how long uh, can people like still respond? Oh, I don't. I think it was like I think, I I think you said like fifteen seconds. There was one that was like yeah, like fifteen to thirty seconds or something like that. Where they where they were having people actually respond that were about like that had just died. There was still brain act somewhat some brain activity that was like yeah, able was, to react to things that they, they were seeing. They were opening their eyes in response to their name being called. Something like yeah, that, yeah. They were like focusing their eyes on someone. It was Just like a crazy. prisoner that had died. 
Yes, that's what it was. It was a pre- yeah. It, it was it beheading or was it like electrocution? It was beheading. Oh, I think it's oh, okay. beheading. Oh shit! Because that's what we were talking. We were trying to figure out like if you take a head off. I a thought body, when you said that it was like electrocution. Oh no! It was like his head came off, and then he was like calling the dude's name, and wow. like the eyes were focusing on him. Crazy. That's nuts. So that's so that's what's what's happening to Roderick, and you still think the leg was worse. Like, for me, watching the leg was worse <laughs> than I think I just caught you off guard there. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, like, no, obviously, getting your head hacked off like that is worse. For me, watching the leg getting cut off was disgusting. While the Roger thing was just like, Theon, gosh. You are truly lost. You are. You can't even cut a guy's <laughs> head off properly because your sword sucks because you suck. Yeah. yeah. Everything it, about it was brutal. The like, whole scene, it the whole, the whole opening scene that we've, you know, started from... Lewin and the rookery until this moment, the whole thing has just been like brutal because we love Winterfell. Like, like the feels car accident that you hate watching, but but it's so much you cannot. Yeah. So, uh, after that, we, we head, uh, North of the wall. Yeah. To, uh, mostly unimportant scene, um, with corn half hand and John and they're having a discussion and he's basically, Telling John, like, this is how life is up here. Like, this is how you... It's wild. It can't be tamed. It's, yeah. You, you don't know if you're going to step in a crevasse or... Crevasse. Right, yeah. Um, it brings me back to Man vs. Wild days with Bear Grylls. I he used to it. He used to look out for crevasses. Did he drink he his pee one time or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah. More than once, I'm sure. Um, one is that time, real? One time he cut open a camel or something like that and like squeezed its liver like you would a um like you would like a, a dirty rag oh. and drank the water from that. Fucking yeah, he did some crazy shit. He also stayed in some hotels sometimes. <laughs> but it, I don't blame him at all. Right. I super tuned out. What are we talking about? Man versus wild. Okay. We got from uh crevasse to man versus wild because he gotcha. used to look out for crevasses a lot, bear grills. Okay. So the reason uh, I tuned out was it because it wasn't entertaining? No. When I when I first saw this episode, at the very beginning, that crow that uh, Lewin was handing stuff off to, I saw a third eye on it, and I just wanted to check and see. And well, you can't Google thir- three-eyed crow. Well, no. I just wanted to like look at the like a still of the scene and make sure that it was a, what I was looking at. It only has two eyes. Okay. Yeah. Just I mean, I'm just saying. Okay. What do you think you saw? I think I thought I saw a three-eyed raven. What did you just see just now? I thought I saw a three-eyed raven. You can't Google stuff like that, buddy. That's not a good... Like, I just looked for a still of the I'm scene, and I didn't you, even look you, up the... You cannot do that. Okay. I'm telling you. You cannot do that. Okay. If we are trying yeah, to keep this thing If we're paying pure, money for you not to get spoilers, and you're just going and fucking looking, looking shit up... looking at the episode. I didn't look up a thing. Have me do it. Yeah. Nick can find that shit. Okay. God damn! We're so mad at you. Keith. Look, okay, look it up and show me that. I I, I get my fifty dollars back. You <laughs> certainly do not. A hundred percent. If you're spoiling stuff yourself, I didn't spoil anything for myself. What did you type in your Google machine? I looked season two episode six, and then I pulled up a video of it, and then I froze it at the very beginning. And you, after freezing it, you still think it had three eyes? It looks like it's got a weird lump on its thing. Well, that's because Theon hit it over the head a few times. Theon hit the crow over her head a few times. Back when he used to live in Winterfell. Oh, okay. That was Theon's lump and crow. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, so we're, we're beyond the wall. Uh, it's a brief scene. They're just having that discussion that Nick and I were talking about. Um, and 
and ha- the core and half hand is kind of messing with John a little bit, you know, just trying to be like, dude, it's, you know, it's serious, but it's not as serious as you're taking it to be. He feels like John is really invested in this whole thing. Um, but more importantly, we make our way to Heron Hall where we get our firefight of the week in Tywin Lannister. Oh. Nick has nothing to say. I don't remember him. I'm reading through Reddit as people talk about this. And there are some people that think it was a three-eyed raven. What? Mm -hmm. There are some that think it was discoloration or just a bump. Uh, There are some that think it was the three-eyed raven. I don't think it was because it doesn't make any sense there. Because this is a... Right. And that's why I was like thinking about it. I was like, oh, I want to see if I see anything weird on this. Right. It's weird, though, because Lewin looks at that raven in the eyes, and then he goes to a cage and grabs another raven. Um, so instead of just grabbing the one that was right in front of him. Right. Although it might be hard to catch an uncaged raven. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, unless it's n- a not-trained raven. Yeah, so so the internet disagrees. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't disagree with you. I'm saying they disagree with themselves of, like, you know, some people think it was, some people think it wasn't. Okay. Come on, um, internet. Why can't you agree yeah. on anything? But you're not allowed to look that sh- kind of shit up. Okay, I'll ask you from now on. Okay. I didn't... Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Did well, you hear... If you did just go back and look at a still of the episode, then that's not actually looking anything up. But you can't Google things like that. You yeah, got that? Yeah, no, no. I don't want to Google things. Okay. I promise you. I do, do not want to Google anything. Okay, I believe you. Do you know where we left off? No. Bear Grylls. Okay. <laughs> Heron Hall. Peeing on crevasses. We've made our way to Heron Hall. Oh, okay. You made it through the north. Oh, we got, through, I mean, it was uh, brief. Yeah. We got a firefit of the week. Firefit of the week. Oh, shit. Do you know who it is? Was it Tywin? Yeah, of course. Yeah. He looks great. Emily said it when we were watching the scene. She's like, ooh, firefit. <laughs> it's always Tywin. <laughs> Tywin could win firefit of the week most weeks. Can we make that a shirt, too, that just says firefit of the week? I would love that. I would wear that every fun shirt Friday. Love it. In my office. Fun shirt Friday. And I would try to get Nick to do it. It's not a real thing. Uh, Justin brought. Justin made it up. <laughs> There's people who do it. Yeah, you have you have recruited some people. Yeah, so he doesn't started it. Yeah, it's not a real thing though. The so majority of people thing. don't do it. Now that Justin started it, it's a real thing now. I think it's fun that other people like are catching on to it though. That's exciting. There is every week. There's somebody else new participating. You're a leader. Well, good for you, man. It's I actually happening. looked. I've looked through my uh, closet on a Friday, thinking, well, maybe I'll just do fun shirt Friday. I don't have any fun shirts. <laughs> I wish you'd support me in this. Okay. Let me borrow a fun shirt. You can I'll, borrow any shirt you want. I'll put some uh, test shirt runs together and distribute those out to you. We should because we now have two patrons that are on the t-shirt level. Oh, wow. Is Lydia on the t-shirt level? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, no. Wow. We have three. Thanks, Lydia. I've got t- stuff to do. T-shirt and sticker level, actually. So, anyway. Um, so, fi- Tywin Fire for the Week. He looks phenomenal, as always. Um, he's having a conversation with... I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, oh, Lorch. it's Amory Lorch, mm-hmm. uh, who, by the who way, can't read. By the way, I can't read. Significantly less menacing without the helmet on. Without the helmet and not yeah. on a horse. Well, he's also and being, at nighttime. He's also being undressed by Tywin in this right. Scene, so. But like, I remember we talked about it. Like, like that scene uh, at the tower. Yeah, he was very menacing in his presence. He's a bum, right? He's right. a bum, and I'm sorry that I, I think ever. Just the dynamics are different. Like, you yeah. know, you're, you're, he's a bum you're, he's... that can't read. He's clearly not the guy in charge in that room and made a very big mistake um, sending the the letter with their movements to the wrong house. Yeah, to House Dormand, who, as Tywin lets us know, is sworn allegiance to House Stark. Yeah. 
Um, who has twenty thousand men and my son. Yeah, it was a it was a good scene, and you see the things that are important to Tywin. Yeah, like no matter what, don't fuck this up for my son. Like don't 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 mess with my family. Um, and Tywin's so he's so good, and he and he holds his composure. Yeah, if I, you think about you know other people, even even Robert, you know, was a loose cannon. And you think about something that's potentially detrimental to the war effort. I could see Robert taking a head, killing that guy. Uh, Joffrey, no chance. Oh, that for guy sure. Lives. Yeah, that guy Stannis dies. probably kills the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe. Rob, he probably like chops his hand off or some shit. Some, some oh, yeah. shit. Uh, gouges his eyes out. Something. Yeah. He does something more than dismiss him. Um, Tywin keeps his shit together at all moments. It's it's really impressive. Um so anyway, that that scene ends, and then Lord Baelish comes in. Yeah, that that was like, um, I mean Arya's face, the oh shit face. Oh yeah, is the face that everyone watching has that same one, and it's so hard to focus on the dialogue in that scene. So hard because all you're thinking is, did he see her? Did he see her? Did he see her? And every moment, the but the dialogue time, is important. The dialogue is important. Yeah, but Tell they us what, keep just like zooming in on him and like almost seeing him. And, it's because they're trying to tease that. Yeah. Do you want to tell us about the conversation they were so having? So the dialogue is Baelish explaining to Tywin that Rin, uh, not Rinley, um, Loras Tyrell and Marjorie Tyrell have have left the you know the the Baratheon camp. They've gone back to Highgarden, and he thinks that this is an opportunity for the Lannisters to make peace with the Tyrells and join their forces forces together. To defeat what's you know Stannis's new force, which was Rinley's old force, and and potentially Rob Stark as well. Um, so and, and again, we were talking about this a couple episodes back, but Baelish is just putting another iron in the fire well, with, ta- he, with Tywin. He's talking about here crisis is an opportunity, and Tywin right. had Tywin's a great like, line. Of course it, fucking of course is. it is. Yeah. Like, did, did you bring anything else useful to the table? Yeah. <laughs> which I like because because. Littlefinger's always playing the game. He's always trying to one-up. He's putting more irons in the fire. He's always trying to advance his position. And I just love that Tywin cuts through all the bullshit. He plays games when there seemingly is no risk, like with Arya. He knows well, something's up with Arya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He knows that there's more than she's letting on, and he kind of likes it. I mean, they, they have plenty of back and forth throughout the last couple of episodes, and... Or the last two episodes. Well, he doesn't see her as a threat. He yeah, understands exactly. there's something there, but he doesn't see her as a threat. And that's why he's like, this is this is funny. I'm going to entertain this. Whereas with Baelish, he knows that while he probably doesn't personally feel threatened by Baelish, he knows that Baelish can stir up enough shit to potentially cause more wrinkles than he wants to deal with. And so he he's just like, of course it is. Like, bring something more important to me. Um, yeah. But, yeah, but that dialogue is so important. And Well, he echoes about marjorie yeah and and you know tywin let me guess she wants, she to, be wants to be queen of course she was a queen she so or not a queen or, yeah arguable but but yeah, I, I also just, like that tywin acknowledges people's reality like he he you know another king gone like he he doesn't diminish the the situation that people find themselves in he just understands that he's in a position of power, and yeah. and at the end of the day, power will rise. But again, and- it's so hard to focus on that dialogue because you're just watching Baelish's eyes, you're watching Arya's face, um, and then she does the the cardinal sin and 
you know, attracts attention to herself by herself by missing a wine glass. Yep. Um, so and and then Baelish is like literally craning his neck trying to see. He he around. definitely because then he. I mean, it may be coincidence, but I, I would I would argue probably not. He then goes into the dialogue about Catelyn, um, and he kind of inflates his voice a little bit, and you know, to to make sure that this. It does seem like that's what he's doing. So, anyway, Tywin dismisses uh, dismisses her. She had, oh, actually, before that, it's later. Yeah, that's later. I'm getting ahead of myself. That was the end of that scene. Then we're back in the Frostfangs. We get a little little tiny wildling fight uh, with the scouts that are up there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we see him creeping in. I even watching this time kept expecting. I don't. I don't know what I thought was going to happen, but I just expected John to fuck it up. Like I kept thinking he's going to slip. He's going to give him away. You know, because he has that look of like I don't really know what I'm doing here. Um, obviously, the other Rangers are experienced, but he didn't. You know, and they. Um, you know, the guy leans over with the bow and. Then, yeah, there's a wildling guy that's just like roasting a goat or some shit, and then all of a sudden there's an arrow in his chest. That <laughs> like, would be that terrifying. sounds awful. Yeah. It's like a sniper, basically. You're just walking along, and all of a sudden you're dead. Yeah, you're not expecting anything to happen, even though you're a scout party. You know, you're supposed to be like watching, but nothing has happened for so long. You're comfortable. You're like, no, nah, nothing's gonna happen. And he caught one in the chest. Quick battle, um, and then we meet Egret. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's got main character hair, according to Keith. Yep. Um, I do love her hair. I think that um, it's not, she doesn't win Firefighter of the Week, but I think that the contrast between her hair and the scenery around her was really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, even her, even her clothes were like the furs and, you know, muted colors and very neutral. It was just like snowy camouflage. Yeah. It just, it looked, it's a really Mm -hmm. cool shot, you know, when her hood is lifted back and you can see like, oh shit, like she's fiery. Um, so then we get a little bit of dialogue there, um, between Corn Halfhand and, uh, and, and, uh, John, and he's basically like trying to help John understand, like, I know that you've got a little bit of sympathy and you've got some honor. You don't want to kill a woman, but he starts with the, the ax, like she was reaching for this when you, when you got to her. Um, then he has what I think is an even more convincing or compelling argument. And he's like, let me ask you this. If y'all were to capture me what what would happen and she said you know we if we're feeling kind we'd kill you quickly yeah take your head from your shoulders if they're feeling kind and if not it'd kill you slow just to show john like that's what they do yeah (laughs) uh and john just you can't do it man giant puss it's not it's not honorable to kill an opponent that's clearly either yielded or you've won the fight you don't have to kill them Corin makes great points. They're all correct. Uh, but you don't have enough food. She's definitely going to warn someone, right? And yeah, it just it just doesn't. But but he can't do it. Um, and do you, you think, know that's, do you think why, it's that's why we love John. Do you think it's just so you know? Do you think it's because she's like he wants to see if the carpet matches the drapes? Yeah, yeah. You think so? We I mean, all we all want to definitely is a little bit because she's pretty. Because if it's a guy, I don't know if he has right as difficult as a time. But I wonder if it's also like contrasting like. Theon's first kill and John's first kill of Theon's just like, ah, I'm a baby and can't do it. Where John's like, well, no, I was raised properly and I have a little bit of like regard for humans. And yeah, for human life, I have my own what thought you're process. Like, I don't have, you know, this guy's edging me on to murder this girl, but I'm not going to do it. 
So we've shared on this show about uh, real life connections that characters have. Do you know? So Egret, the actress who plays Egret, has a, a connection to the show. Do you know what hers is? I do not. She's married to Kit Harrington, the actor who plays Jon Snow. Oh, well, that's fun. Yeah, so... This was when they... I mean, they, they weren't dating or anything before the show. They started dating on the show. Yeah, they met yeah, on set. Met and on set. So... Now they have a kid. Do they really? Uh, yeah, they're... Uh, Emily showed me a picture earlier. Congratulations. Does she have red hair in real life? Yeah. I don't know if that was a wig. Nope. That's um, main character hair. That is main yep. character hair. She Long has it IRL. Too. Yep. Um, so anyway... Give us a shout out, Kit, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, please. Give us a call. Uh, that was a little, little bit of fun trivia for you. Yeah, that's fun. Um, so then Egret, uh, obviously there's the scene where, and this was stupid by Corin. He left John to deal with it. Yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> like, I don't know what he was thinking, but that's not it. I'll, I'll leave you to some privacy. Like, bro, he already has hesitated this whole time. You, Maybe you, he's given him an opportunity. If he does want to see if the carpet matches the drapes, now's the time to do it. I mean, if you're if you're gonna do it, do it now. I mean, I no one else is out here. We're north of the wall. You're gonna kill her anyways. We'll meet you at the top, right? <laughs> like, yeah. What? Just stand here while I kill her, and let's be done with it. Anyway. Also, each time you say his name, not that you're pronouncing it weirdly or anything, I keep hearing corn half hand. It's <laughs> That's not, it. His name is corn half hand. Not very uh, menacing. He's got it's, corn in one hand and half, <laughs> and hand half a hand in the other. Uh, no, he has corn in his half hand. Do you think it's half like this, like down, split the fingers, or do you think it's I don't no fingers? I don't know. It's interesting that he he puts his hand on Egret's face when he goes in there to 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 say that. Like, what would they do? What would they do to me? And it doesn't seem like that's the half hand. So <laughs> it's got to be. It seems like one. it's a full hand. Yeah. Well, the other guy who has his knuckle bones like yeah. around his Davos. Like, yeah, Davos. Each time I look at him, I'm like, what hand is half? He does actually show it at some point. Yeah. Um, like in I the future or in the past? I, I don't think it's happened yet, but okay. he does actually show it at one point. And you do see the... It, it's not an, an, an ungloved hand. He has a gloved hand that is like... Doesn't have the full fingers. He's like, they're gotcha. so shut right there. It, he didn't it would be like funny his, if he used the, the hand with a full fingers or a glove with a full fingers and just flap just around all the, all the time. Did you see that over there? <laughs> what were you going to say? I was going to ask like, is it just like here or is it his whole finger no it's 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 down yeah it's like the underneath the like second this. knuckle so they've so yeah here take them off yep just yeah you've got little nubs on the end but exactly all right the most stainless thing in the world like it is this guy helped you and kept you alive and kept everyone from dying but because he was a smuggler you had to punish him for his crimes. Look, man. Fucking asshole. The bad doesn't out, uh, wash away the good. It doesn't. And the good doesn't wash away the bad. It doesn't. True. I don't know. So He's then. Like, pardon that, but. Then the John can't. John can't pull a trigger. Um, and Egret escapes. Egret egresses. And John has the coolest slide tackle catch ever yeah i don't know how the the physics and the logic worked out on that pathing but there's it didn't there's yeah. dragons in this show bro he, he right. wall hacked to get over there he definitely did uh he glitched a little bit oh yeah. yeah um and he just ended up there and he was like this is a perfect opportunity so anyway he slid down he got her um i wrote sweet slide intercept <laughs> um and then we make our way to king's landing after that so king's landing i 
This is heartless of me. I wrote LMFAO at Marcella in parentheses Cersei because I was actually it was actually funny that Cersei's experiencing some pain. We know how she feels about this. Wow, mm. it sucks for Marcella that she had to get caught up in this. But your mom's a bitch, and uh, I laugh at her pain. But Tyron's or yeah, he's not wrong that like it's probably safer for her to not be here. It it is. Yeah, I mean I think so, but it's hard to see that if you're. He is shipping her off to a family who is known to not like the Lannisters. Um, so that's Cersei's, you know, that's it's fair. one of her, her reservations on this is that they hate us. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to torture her. They're going to, you know, whatever you do to, you know, little girls. Um, but they're going to do what I would do if, if the roles were reversed, basically. She's basically right, saying, yeah. like, oh, not you, but no, no, Cersei. Not, no I was no, thinking, no. I was like, Sorry. what the fuck? Not I was like, me. what would you do, Justin? Nope, not me. Sorry. If I were Cersei, she's thinking of the things that she would do in that scenario, and she doesn't like them. So she's worried about Marcella because she knows that she wouldn't treat a Dornish, you know, offspring and heir well we see that with sansa she well, doesn't treat sansa kindly i mean she doesn't treat her poorly she doesn't treat her great i mean in the little bit that we've seen of just those two interacting it's it joffrey was, that really is the yeah one that it was that like her. dinner scene and she was like cersei's more of is an, more of an emotional abuse oh, of yeah. sansa joffrey's is more of a physical which one. i can tell you from firsthand experience it sticks <laughs> with you a lot longer <laughs> um anyway but, so but neither of them are great. <laughs> neither of them are great. That's true. So I wrote Joff being Joff. You know, fucking. It, that's a. It's a well. Uh, it's a well delivered line, though. I know. So Cersei, he says that that you know Tommen's crying. Like princes don't cry, and Sansa just can't help herself. And yep. I saw you cry, and she said, "Did you say something?" <laughs> she said, uh, "It seems like the the right reaction." My brothers cry when I left Winterfell, and Joffrey says, "Are." Is your brother a prince? No. And it's not really relevant then. <laughs> Just a really well-delivered He is line. really great. And then as he's walking away, he slips on the rocks just a little bit. I don't think that's meant to be just there, but it's pretty funny. Like, bitch. You couldn't even walk away right, you bitch. I hate him. But it was a well-delivered line. Again, and we're going to get to it, but my notes about Joffrey in this episode are simply Jack Leeson is very good. Phenomenal actor. Very good. It's really sad what's happened to him. <laughs> But somebody give that man I know, an opportunity. Someone give him yeah, another you, job, man. Do you want to be on this podcast? Yeah, come Jack. on. Let's Yo, go. We, we have three it. patrons. He doesn't have anything else to do. I think he's doing. Uh, I think he's doing something like uh, like plays or shit. Some shit. Yeah, like I said. Right. I got anything else yeah, going on. Nothing important. Um, I mean, those are kind of cool. I do I like know, plays. I agree. It's a joke. <laughs> right. um, then we get into a really a really cool scene. I mean, cool is a is a word for it, but the revolt. Oh yeah, the riot. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. It starts, you know, just in the best way where someone throws poop at Joffrey's face, yeah. like and it hits him square. Just you can right see it there. building though. So like the first few people are like, Hail the king, or you know, something like that, like seven blessings on you. And it seems sarcastic, don't get me wrong. Right. But clearly he's like he's just walking through it. Um it's just normal shit. And then all of a sudden people start yelling bastard and you know, uh, murderer and shit like that, that he's like, um, something's going on up there. And Tyrion's watching it happen. Tyrion sends, he, he tells the, yeah. uh, the Lannister men to take Tommen back to the keep, uh, as soon as possible, which they went the other way. Yeah. So wh- which way are you going? Um, but, 
But yeah, so you're seeing it building, and then all of a sudden, there's this cow pie that's thrown and just catches him right in the face. And what's great about it is the rest of the scene, he has pieces of poop on his face for the rest of the time. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's just and then and then chaos ensues. Yeah, and it's it's a good scene because they. They make you feel like this is insane. This is a madhouse. I you you never really know what's going on. Even when they're walking through the gate to the safe area, even that feels like what? Where are they going? What's happening? Uh, and then we slowly see characters I make think, it to the safe area. Yeah, I think there's an argument that it's even crazier in the books. It's an it's a well, all yeah. out I mean, fucking this riot in the books. Murdered a man and tore his tore arm his off. arm off. A Septon too, like the guy who was. Praying as Marcella is going off is the guy who loses an arm and dies clearly. And I don't know if they're like eating him. It's it, it seems it like they kind of make it that way. Yeah, make I it mean, that way. The people are hungry, right? Yeah, and and I think they do that in the book. I think it's it's you yeah. know they do that. Um, and in, in the book, there's also a girl that uh that is one of Sansa's friends that is raped and impregnated by someone in the mob, like. In that in that scene, it, it's it's insane in the books. It's also I mean it's insane in the show, but it's on a much smaller scale. It seems yeah. like, um, and they can't get to all of that stuff, obviously. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, and then Sansa runs down that hallway, which you don't ever run down the hallway. Yeah, follow the king. If anybody's going to make it to safety, it's him. So as as characters slowly start trickling in, um, I think that this is probably the the weakest as far as acting that we've seen from Tyrion. Oh man, I'm so sad you say that because I disagree. I thought completely. that it felt cheesy to me. I disagree completely. I I think it's just this rage that he has inside of him that like he just can't help but get out. I I I totally and wholly disagree there. I thought that Jack Leeson and Peter Dinklage did a phenomenal job in that scene of just of of just going at it and well, and Tyrion I, starts with the we've had vicious kings and we've had idiot kings, but I don't think we've ever had a vicious idiot king. It was it was before that. It was it was when he's up against the wall and and Joffrey comes in and he deli- I can't remember exactly what the couple lines are, but it was right before he gets up and walks to Joffrey. It just felt very very he says shaky. You blind bloody fool. So, or yeah, 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 something lines. like that. And, and he says you can't talk to me that way, and you know whatever. And that's when he gets up, delivers that. That was different, but it was the when he was against the wall. To me, just felt kind of cheesy, and and didn't make me feel like the emotion was real. Now, Peter, yeah, Dinklage they get is, they get into each other's faces, like they're they're very close, face to face, screaming at each other. Jo- you know, Joffrey screaming, "You can't talk to me that way!" And then the slap slaps him, uh, and uh, and then he mentions Sansa, a really kind of throwaway joke and jab. He mentioned Sansa and uh, and you know Joffrey says you know let the let the the mob have her and he says if without her you're never gonna get your uncle Jamie back and you owe him quite a lot you know yep. yeah <laughs> just this little jab of even after he he slapped him right after he says oh I just struck a king is my hand gonna fall off or whatever he said like it was that that piece was really good and I love anytime Joffrey gets a little bit of uh of physical punishment um but yeah i that, just thought both of them in that moment I'm, i was watching it again earlier today and uh just and just thinking this is i thought it was really great i mean I, I i feel sad that that you didn't share that but um it was just that the it was two lines that he delivered before he got up and i was just like eh, they kind of missed but 
that they're making a lot more money than me, so whatever. <laughs> uh, I wrote Sansa frowny face. Yeah. Because that was really, really sad. But the mm. hound. And then right under it, I wrote the hound heart. <laughs> um, kill of the week goes to the hound when he ripped that dude's insides out. I was going to say, which one? Yep. Uh, the, the insides. Okay. Yeah, that was... That was um, I mean, the other ones were cool too. Yeah. But that one was the that one was the. You left a guy alive in the corner. There were four that. of them and three kills. Yeah. So when when the guy gets picked up from behind and then his inside slashed out, uh, a, another guy run kind of runs to the corner and gets away, and he just sits there and watches the rest of it play out. He goes over and he kills the other dude by uh, putting a knife basically through the back of his head. It looks like. And then the other dude is trying to run away, and he grabs him and just slits his throat right from the back. Just a just a triple, you know, a, a classic triple kill, kill streak. Yeah, I mean, he hat he's, trick, right? Yeah, that was in quick. I mean, that that's the kill cam at, at then, the yeah, end he, of the Call of Duty match. He picks right. He picks her up and puts him on, puts her on his shoulder, and that guy's still in the corner, just sitting there like I missed mm, that fourth guy. Yeah, yeah. I remember saying there. out loud, "I don't think you get to do what you were about to do," and say, "Please have mercy." No. Oh no. 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 Um, this is another moment where we see the hound because, because afterwards he brings her back. He tells them, you know, take her back. It's into the, the, the cut that she's got. And, and, um, Tyrion says, well done, well Clegane. done Clegane. And he stops and says, I didn't do it for you. I'm curious to hear your take. Like he didn't say who he did it for, but. Who do you think that he's referring to there? I imagine it's a combination of her and him. Uh, him being the hound and her being Santa. What do you think? Like, what What did he benefit from that? Well, I think it's, I think we've talked about it before. Just like not knowing a ton about what he was and like how, what his life was. Like it's, it seems to be that it could be just like a, hey, I kind of grew up and my life was, junk and you know my older brother beat me up and this happened to my face whatever it was so like i have a little bit of a soft spot for the week yeah i definitely lydia mentioned it when she was on about liking the hound and like is that a hot take it's i definitely don't think it is um no much he, respect i love the hound but i think i, I don't know if there's that, anything so far other than the mica kill that's it i don't know if there's anything that really you can't you, you you don't like him for he he's only shown us loyalty and a little bit of like honorable yeah and and a lot of compassion i yeah. think i mean cleaned up sansa when she's gotten beaten up and uh obviously saved her from this when no one sent him on that errand he was uh, yeah. already gone when Tyrion was trying to find somebody joffrey said fucker and you know and he was out he there was already looking for her yeah yeah so i did notice did unless i missed it did he not have his uh Gold cloak on. Uh, uh, it didn't look like it, but I I may I have know. just missed it because I know we've been talking about like it seems like he's been shedding that. That's true. Certain scenes, him. yeah, certain scenes he has it, certain scenes he doesn't. So I, I'm not sure if he well, because he was all gold. Well, for he, a little so bit. we know that he's gone back to his regular armor. Right. We talked about that a couple episodes ago. But then he had at least had his. Cloak but he has on. that cloak, yeah, that white cloak on. I don't think he did in this. But now, yeah, it looked like to me it was just old armor again and like That's this true. was a good time to have fancy stuff on because you were going to like a send-off thing that's something i haven't thought of like him like the 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 visual 
shedding of that while we're seeing his character become a stronger and stronger character in terms of like good and evil and that kind of stuff. Um, We're not not becoming good, but we're seeing the good shine more. Whereas I definitely think we're introduced to him as like at the very least a neutral, but leaning towards bad because he he's paired with the Lannister team. Right. You know what I mean? And he's big and scary and weird looking. And he killed that kid. And 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 that like they start off with like he's probably not going to be the best character, but everything we've seen since then is you can't even really call it growth because we never saw anything to grow from. But mm-hmm. but just a solidifying of like I like this dude, I yeah. like the Hound, and um, I mean he saved that night and he saved Sansa a couple times. He did, yeah, he he did against his brother. He saved Loras, you know, from the mountain, and that was about to be bloody, yeah, and gross. Bad. Um, so anyway, um. We after he walks off, uh, we make our way to Karth, and I just am really tired of hearing about Zarozo and Dox's wealth. Yes, if he says it one more time, I'm gonna punch that motherfucker right in his face. We get it. You were nothing, and now you're the richest man in Karth. Like you do not have to tell us one more time. Um, Danny wins firefit of the week. Uh, for the women this yeah, this time, the dress is similar to her dress from the party. The party, except she had this more like gold metal, like, and it was just, it was dope. Yeah. Um, she looked really good. She did. She looked awesome. Um, so she and Zaro are waiting to meet the spice merchant. Um, the spice merchant makes his, his way down there eventually, uh, as Zaro so clearly lets us know. Um, and then they go into this dialogue where Danny's basically proposing, hey, as an alternative to this offer that I've got from Zaro, like I, here's my end goal and I want you to help me get there. And I honestly, to be totally honest with you, the spice merchant, I feel like is makes great points. Yeah. Great points across the board. Yeah. The right decision. But as soon as I saw him, I was like, why would you choose to do this? Like this guy very much told you, no, you can't come into my city like a couple of days ago. Why do you think he'll be like, yeah, you can have all my ships. That's a great idea for for no reason. Yeah, that's great. Well, I think that she's been propped up by her acceptance from some of the other people in Karth. Mm-hmm. I think that that's empowered her and encouraged her a little bit. Yeah, I think it's Jorah too. Jorah is trying to get her to find any other way besides Zara Zohandaxos. And uh, but then she asked for a bunch of ships and not just one. Because I think I think you could make an argument for even like let me go over with you. Let me yeah. bring my people over on a ship when you have to go over there to trade. I don't think we really know how many Dothraki she has. I mean, we saw them in the wilderness. The we, we saw some some extras, but she clearly had... I mean, there's there's clearly, you know, more than would be able to fit on a cargo ship just to go, you know, join them. I also think that... Uh, that it probably has a little bit to do. She mentioned it about one of the clothing merchants, a silk merchant that you know doesn't want to piss off the Lannisters, which is fine. Right. I understand that too, um, but there might be some of that too with it. I, I I just I think it's the right decision on the spice merchants, you know, side. Well, yeah, like logically, it makes it all checked out. There was there was a really cool, especially if you don't have an army. What the fuck are you going over there for? Well, and he he says, okay, so I'm gonna walk you through this. Yeah, because I. I'm I'm a business person and I'm happy to weigh investments and make them as they as they gain merit. Do you have an army? Nope. Do you have well, powerful first, allies? First, he starts with the take back the Iron Throne. Did yeah. you ever? You know, I then, didn't come here to argue grammar. <laughs> no, you came to take my ships. Yeah. 
then uh then then the army that the answer is yeah. no to that one then the powerful allies in westeros no and he's like well then when was the last time you were there i was a baby okay so you don't have allies so nothing like <laughs> a piece of really cool camera work here was danny was not in the position of power even in the camera work so she was down several steps mm-hmm. and every time we saw the camera looking at her it was from the point of view of someone or or above looking down which is obviously symbolic of like she's not in a position of power here in this negotiation the spice merchant we were always looking up at and i just thought that that was really cool symbolism well and it somewhat changes as she gets a little bit more aggressive but never it never even evens no, out right and and they walk away from that conversation with she didn't get what she was looking for. No, so you do feel the feel her her positioning as far as the camera goes rise, but it never tips the scale and goes the other way. She always, even in that moment where she's at her like fiercest in that conversation, she's always down. And I just thought that, that was really cool, like a cool shot from yeah. you know the cinematography of that. Um, it was just cool to see like how they utilize little things like that to fit the story they're telling and the dialogue that's happening because it reinforces that. Whereas it's easy for people to just like put them on the same plane or even show, they never even showed them in the same shot. Um, because that, even that would, you know, change the dynamic of looking down on her and up at him. So I just thought that that was kind of cool. Um, she did mention that, uh, I'm no ordinary woman. My dreams come true. Mm. When she was talking about the dragon eggs, I thought that was a really cool line. Yeah, and I think we get that more in the books that she did have that dream about the dragon eggs. Um, but this is the first time you've learned about that dream that this wasn't just something that she did on a whim when it came to walking into the fire, putting the drag- putting the eggs in the fire. It was something that she had seen, you know, in a vision or in a dream or whatever. Um, so I thought that was an interesting revelation. What are yeah, your thoughts, Keith? Yeah, that's that was cool. It was, you know, it. The scene when she walked into the fire was already cool, but like this added a little bit more depth, cool factor to it. Yeah, of like, oh, I've seen this. Yeah, it's like a retroactive like, addition to that, that right? That makes that like, oh shit, that was even cooler than I imagined. You know, when it was happening, because there were a couple of moments where we we saw her feel like there was something more to the dragon eggs. You know, when she touched them, and there were a couple scenes like that. What? Maybe there must be more to this provincial life? Maybe? No? Yeah. Just okay. watch. I'm going to make you these There was life. something more. You always just squeeze it on in there. No, no, no. no. no Keith does it sometimes, yeah, too. that one's mine. It's it's good when you just both... Like, it's just the best. Yeah, well, you were you were talking about there must be more. And, I mean, where where does one's mind go when you start t- thinking about that? Um, I just can't wait for your Hamilton reference this episode. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I already had one that I was like, eh, now I'll let that one slide. Um, um, <laughs> so another really powerful line that Danny had, because she had a couple of really good ones here, but they didn't sway the Spice Merchant, was yeah. she was talking about, I'll take what's mine uh, with fire and blood. I will take it. And you start to feel, or I do at least, like this growing sense of she doesn't really have a platform mm-hmm. she doesn't really have any strength but she's got resolve and belief in herself like if nothing else she's like she's just willing yeah. it the thing to about danny is all she has to do is survive long enough for those dragons baby. for those things to be yep. full grown or at least somewhere even close just survive just move your chest piece just a little bit at a time 
uh, until you're able to, you know, get those dragons up and going. So, and, and I think she knows that. That's why I don't know why she's so adamant right now to go over to Westeros. Well, and I like still love Danny, but like this outburst again of like, I'll take it with blood and fire. I was just like, no, you will won't. you? Like you yeah. did this earlier to the same person and he was right. like, it didn't work then. Okay. Like, well, it's like she got frustrated. It felt like she, she kind of, like I mentioned earlier, kind of felt like her position with, at least him or the other 13 has changed in her unknown amount of time in cars so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the party, she seemed like she was this welcome guest and, you know, kind of honored guest as well. So I think she probably took that into this conversation feeling like, well, you know, he, he wasn't super open at first, but he will be now. And then when she gets shut down, we saw with, I think it's probably a Targaryen thing. Like we saw with her brother, anytime that he felt like he was entitled to something and didn't get his way, that didn't always sit well with him. Yeah. It just, um, it sucks coming from Danny. Cause like we've seen her like grow with the, uh, Dothraki and like take people under her wing and be like, no, you're not abusing those people. And like, we've seen her grow. And then every now and again, we just get these like timber tantrums and it's like, oh, come on. She's young. That's another piece of it though. Totally. The show does not do a good job of depicting how young she's what? 14. Something, something along those lines. Yeah. She's really young. And so, it's it totally is on par with right. what you would expect from a a moody teenager, man, you know, man or woman. Like the, just the emotion catches up, and you don't know how to handle it. We mm-hmm. see it with you know Theon. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I want to see I want to see more Rob and less Theon out of my Danny character. Rob's a little bit of an anomaly, I think. I think that Rob doesn't. Rob has really risen to the occasion right. in ways that I don't think a typical, you know, older teenager is expected to. But he's just king of the north and some wolf he's just guy. The like fucking she's freaking mother of dragons. The young can't wolf can't be born. Yeah, the young wolf. Yeah, that's a bad Even the young name. wolf. That'd that's, be a cool rapper name. That would be a cool rapper name. Yep. You can use that one. Thank you. Uh my debut album's gonna be dropping sometime. What's the name of your album? Howl, Howl the Moon. Uh Tillis is the Queen. Or something, I don't know. All right. Something that honors how, like... The night is dark and full of Perfect terrors. she is. Oh. No, I just want to honor her. With, okay. Um, then we... Or maybe it'll just be called Fire Fit. Mm. And I'll just... Every... every that, that could be your single. Every... No, I want every song to be about a different Fire Fit. Oh, okay. But they're all just going to be about Talissa. Because <laughs> she's the best. Um, do you have anything else in Karth? No, I'm good. Anything else? Uh... No, because the next now. scene doesn't happen right until yet. the next scene. Not so yet. keep on going. <laughs> so then we're in Heron Hall, and I kind of let this one slip a little earlier. But uh, this is this is the Arya Tywin scene. She's mm. reading the letter. It just we see Rob's name, um, and then he comes in. You know, where'd you learn how to read? She tells this fake story, and he clearly is like, "Yeah, sure." He, he knows. Oh, a stonemason that can read. Yeah, I must meet this guy. No, oh, he taught himself. Whatever. Yeah, he okay. he even mentions he says something like interesting story, you know, something like I don't know, but right, basically revealing like I know what's up, but this is kind of fun to me, so I'm just gonna keep going. Um, so he dismisses her to go get some wood. She goes, and then Amory Lorch again, who's been dismissed. He's embarrassed. He's pouty. He's trying to prove himself. He stops her, you know, interrogates her, takes the letter, and she runs. Well, a funny piece of that is that Amory Lorch is like asking what the letter says. <laughs> like, I can't fucking read. Where it. are you taking this to? 
the armory. Why? Tywin told me to. Well, why do you do that? What does it say? And like you were holding the fucking letter. Just, just read, read it, bro. It. <laughs> he can't. He can't read. Let's go ask Tywin what it says. <laughs> I, I was a little annoyed that she was running around with the note in her hand. Yeah. Yeah. I but get she's it. a girl. She's like a young like kid. I mean. That was a good save. Yeah. That was, was not. It was. Wasn't it? You know, she's a girl. I was thinking that, that too. That's that something nothing, I would say. That had nothing to do that with. That sounds like me. That had nothing to do with her sex it had everything to do with her being a child i just said girl because she is a girl a young child who is a woman a girl who's a stupid girl <laughs> no so a you heard child, it here first everyone god damn it uh, i hate this podcast um, um yeah so she is just running around willy-nilly some some might call it willy-nilly i don't know if anyone would i would no one who listens to this podcast <laughs> so <laughs> So he goes, you know, seemingly to talk to Tywin, and then she's in a panic, and she finds... Another person with red hair. Another person with red hair in Lannister armor, not Firefit of the Week. No. Um, and then she finally finds Jockin. I You you don't like Jockin? I, I like Jockin. I love Jockin. I liked his face when she said... When she screams now at him, and he goes... Fuck you. <laughs> That's exactly. He was but, like, but then he did it. it yeah. Like, I'm sorry. What? Well, he did it like, oh, God. Okay. He like, even has kind of the, the shadow of a smirk on his yeah. face. Like, He's like, God, this is, what have I got myself into? It was funny, though. Like, you know, Amory Lorge. Okay. The girl is named a second name. The man will do what, what has to be done. And she's, she just screams, no. <laughs> He's like, the fuck? <laughs> it just, wait, it's are perfect. you talking to me like yeah, that? It's perfect. Uh, and then he goes and does it. Um, and Amy Lawrence has a fucking dart in his neck. What timing? I mean, perfect timing. Neither one of you guys have seen old school, have you? No, nope. I've seen it. You have? Yeah. You get the dart in the neck uh, line? I don't. No, it's uh, Sean William Scott to Will Ferrell. They're talking about this this um, tranquilizer gun. Sean William Scott is a uh, a petting zoo manager. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're talking about this tranquilizer gun that he gets to shoot the animals with if they get too riled up. And Will Ferrell's just like looking at it, and all of a sudden it goes off into his neck. <laughs> and, I feel like I've seen this clip on the internet. Yeah, somewhere. it's so fucking funny, man. Will Ferrell, everything starts going slow, and, and it's like, you got a fucking dart in your neck. <laughs> I can't believe you it's haven't great, seen that movie. Man. That's not my humor. What is your humor? Not that. Okay. I don't think Will Ferrell's very funny. Ouch. Yeah. The good part about that that movie though that it has going for it, it's Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn, and Luke Wilson, and Jeremy Piven is in there as well. And then there's these random ass fucking like comedians that just come in and it's just it's tons of people in it. Um, you know that guy on the internet that like puts the uh, well not the internet but he he puts the fucking the words like the the, the f words in songs. Um, he's in the Hangover. He's also he's in Old School. It started in Old School. Anyways, I feel like I'm talking to a wall here. I don't know. So. What I don't know saying. what you're saying either. I'm trying he's to like singing track. Total Eclipse of the Heart, but he's he's putting a. Uh, you know, a lot of f words in it. It's a it's a very well known clip. Everyone else who listens to this Nick's, is gonna know Nick's what I'm talking about. I am. I'm trying. I've, to I've track made a with bubble you, by myself. I'm trying because he's got a fucking dart in his neck. Okay, so the great kill, not kill of the week, but kind of close. Um, and then Tywin, even in that moment, he's pretty calm. Just Screams guard, and then just stares like it's it's good. It was a little bit of like. 
they took a little bit of liberty on the timing, you know, for for effect. Um, I guess Jockin must have shot him right as he was opening the door, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just it was perfect. Um, so anyway, we we have a, uh, a second name off the list. That yep. one feels kind of a waste. And we'll throw Amory Lurch up on the wall. Cause but the, not that much of a waste because... Well, yeah, but it, it was needed, like, but it seems like you could have used that one differently. Right. It just stinks because we're, we now see that this shit's real. Well, yeah, that's, that's the... Uh, it's not like three wishes where you can ask for three more wishes. I was going to say, that's the uh, Aladdin having to be saved from the ocean by the genie. Yes. Yep. I wish it worked that It's a that waste way. of one. Yeah. I mean, it's a waste, but it's got to be done. It's how it goes. I was thinking the first one where he tricked Genie. Oh, do you like the Aladdin movie, or do you hate that one too? The uh, which one? The animated one. No, I love that. Yeah, I love. I actually like both. I, I really, I, like them both I really too, enjoyed the live action one. But you hated um, the animated Beauty no. and the Beast. So. Oh yeah, I did. But I, I love. I mean, you can't. I'll never it's hard understand. to beat the animated Aladdin it's because true. of Robin Williams. It's hard to beat the animated Beauty and the Beast. That movie's yeah, perfect. I disagree, but I okay, do think well, I think uh, Aladdin is. Top Aladdin three, top three movie. Disney movie for me. What are the other two? Uh, Lion King is obviously number one. So Lion King is number one. Lion King's mine, but for different reasons. Right. Aladdin, and then it's a tie for third by between a lot of things. Finding Nemo being one of them. Yes. Um, I know. I don't know why I like Finding Nemo so much. I, I mean, I could. I do know why, but I, I am have more affinity for. for he won't tell us. So. I have more affinity for Finding Nemo than than a lot of other people do. Um, Frozen is definitely up there. I love Frozen. Frozen's great. Um, there's, there's, it's a tie for a lot of them, but I think, but Aladdin and Lion King are solidified as top right. two. I feel like my feelings on Frozen, not that anyone asked, and not that this is the time to share this. I really, I had the wrong expectations. I wanted more Norse and more mythology to come out of this, and then all you got were trolls. It didn't. Yeah, yeah. trolls that are apparently experts in love. So, what are your right. top three? In then? magic. Uh, Aladdin, probably Beauty and the Beast, mm. uh, and then Cars three. Whoa, definitely not Cars three. I okay. don't. I've never seen. I was. I've never seen anything any past of one. Cars. I was almost. Did you see mad. the first one? No. Oh, the first one's really good. You should see the first Ka-chow. one. Ka-chow. The first one's good. The other ones are not. No, I don't know what my third one would be. Mm. It's like when you got to those like Lion King one and a half. Did, did that's you ever funny. Those? Yeah. yeah, it's funny. Mm-hmm. It's not Lion King, but it's funny. Uh, Family Guy did a bit on that with the Aladdin. It's like, man, they're really getting a little loose with these uh, these new Disney titles. And it's um, Aladdin. Does Jafar need glasses? <laughs> and he's at, <laughs> he's at the eye doctor. He's like, okay, which one's better, one or two? <laughs> Let me see one again. It's pretty funny. It's that's, a good bit. That's good. I, I do like Return of Jafar. I don't think it's number three, but no, but it was just yeah, it's a delightful movie. It's a good good bit by Family Guy. The good. Aladdin and the Forty Thieves, and the Prince of Forty. What's that's a sequel, right? Arabian well, there's Return Night. of Jafar, and there's something uh, Forty Thieves. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, so you don't know have a third? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Okay, maybe one of the Marvel movies, just to. Uh, oh God, that doesn't count. Be a jerk. No, we're talking about animated Disney slash. I guess you can throw Pixar in there now, but whatever. Sorry, I was yawning. Yeah. Um, that good. Nobody asked mine, but I'm going to give them to you anyway. Please. Lion King, Aladdin, Aristocats. Mm, Aristocats. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, so Interesting. So we make our way yes. to Rob's camp. 
and we see this is kind of a it's not really a direct callback but I, the comparison was interesting to me we we talked a little bit about Rinley and the love that he had from the people who supported him yes. and then we drew some comparison or some some uh connection to why and it's because he was a, a king of the people he stopped and he had conversations with seemingly just you know foot soldiers and when we open the scene rob's doing the same thing he's making his way through the camp he's stopping he's acknowledging people he's talking to them you know they seem to welcome his presence he, he doesn't seem like joffrey i can't imagine joffrey even being in the same area. No, that, they're all that, peasants. He wouldn't talk to them. And exactly. If I and, take the pessimistic side, I'm thinking he's does he's doing all of that to impress Talissa, who he's walking up to. And like, see how see how I know all these people? The you scene, see? The scene did feel just a tiny bit like slowed down and shinier. That's only if I'm taking the pessimistic side. The optimistic side would be he loves his men. His men love him. He He's knows a bro. them. They're bros. Yeah. Well, we we know We're that his men today. love him, right? And we can imagine that this is probably a huge reason why. Now, but he's you know, as you said last uh, a couple episodes ago, he's starting to try to shoot his shot. He's trying to get in there. He he is, and and I wrote Talissa Hart. Yeah, right. I had. To. She looks much better in this scene than she did. She in got the last that blood one. cleaned off she, of her. Yeah, she cleans Listen, up well. I know some people are into it, and Catelyn knows right away. Thing. I mean, it was right instantaneous. Away. I like that she didn't embarrass him in front of her. Right. Because I kind of, because I, I remember. Like everyone does to you in the office. Exactly. Yeah. I I remembered like, I remembered that she told him like, you can't do this. I didn't remember at what point it happened. Like I didn't remember if it was in front of her or not. I was glad. Um, They had a, I mean, he and Talissa had a really sweet like you know moment they're they're silly they're teasing each other it's cute you know whatever find out she's highborn yeah that's true um i mean maybe well she goes into like i was never a good liar or yeah, i always she, thought i was kind of she yeah she kind of concedes that yeah so anyway the point Although, being, i guess yeah your perspective is more important here because you're the one watching it for the first time but uh but yeah i mean you didn't think she conceded that? I, I I don't know. It almost could have been just like fun flirty. Like oh, I've always been a bad liar. Like I Isn't also that a song right now. Maybe a bad liar. I feel like my take on if it's not, I'm gonna on it. uh or perception of like women and their thoughts is probably not the strongest. So you may want to. I don't know. I just I also don't know any of the houses <laughs> or like anything about this world. So. Yeah, Volantis is a totally separate. It's one of the free cities, and so right. So I I don't know if she's really from this this house. I don't know if she's from anything. If she's just like Rob has pushed it. She again. does say the and this is what I'm saying that she's conceding it because she does say the house name right to Catelyn. So like, and she and Catelyn says oh, I don't I don't know that name, and she's like it's an uncommon name, but an old one in in uh, Volantis. Yeah. Right, which I mean. I'm not saying she's lying or anything. I just for me, like I don't know. Don't you dare, Cole. I don't know the truth about what's happening. And Game of Thrones is they like thrown, to trick you. Yeah, they've they've thrown the wool With over my eyes and pulled it out from under me. All so, do time. you think that her joke about riding the Lannisters was a about wanting the Lannisters riding, riding them? Yeah, she was saying that she was like you know riding Tywin Lannister. Oh, Rob Stark's on the move. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. What do you think? Well, so when she said that and then like rolled it up and ran away and like they focused on it, I was kind of like, 
is she really doing that? I feel like she's really doing that. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. I feel like she's really doing that. Man, it would really so sad. It would really be unfortunate. I mean, she, she was, was caring for a Lannister soldier when they met her. She right. was. Um, but like, maybe it's a Romeo and Juliet situation. Maybe could be. She, they tie the houses together. Or as Cat so promptly reminded him, just moments later, your promise, to your someone promise else. to someone else, and he I wish you were free to follow your heart. Who he looks, was, eh. <laughs> according to Cat, <laughs> right? Uh, doesn't look like that. That's for sure. Um, and probably not as funny or as just pleasant to be around or as like medically helpful <laughs> or as medically helpful <laughs> or just perfect in every way. Right. The other one's inbred possibly <laughs> almost certainly most right. likely. Yeah. Um, so they get into the conversation. Uh, cat says your promise to another. I wrote fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Um, the, the one that he's promised to. Okay. Oh, I thought you were saying that to cat. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. That's, no, no, no. Cat. That's why I was clarifying. Good, good clarification there. Cat is a hundred percent right. Yeah, she's right. She's also worried because she's like her fault. Yeah, but she she's the one that brokered that deal. Yeah. Here's my here's my question before we move on. If you're Rob, I love everything about this so far. Good start. Yeah, me too. Very happy with where this is going. How how seriously do you honor like? I guess my question is, do you feel like Rob like feels any threat from the phrase to like go back on that promise? Uh, I think from everything we've seen from him, he's going to keep it. Unless like something weird happens. Like he has gone out of his way to like be good. And even like he kept those prisoners and stuff like. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah. Like, be less good. He's, he's just a good guy. Kill some people. We haven't seen Jamie in a while, speaking of prisoners. We have not. We've heard talk of Jamie, the Kingslayer. Mm-hmm. We have not seen him, um, and we don't see him this scene either, but we do see Ruse Bolton. Yep. And he comes up with news from Winterfell. News from Ruse. Um, <laughs> That's a new segment. Yep. On our podcast. <laughs> so he's like, I got news from Winterfell, and then we cut over to John and Egret, because that made sense. Um, this is a very silly scene in it my is opinion. yeah it's it's throwaway but it's also fun to watch egret try to fuck with him she's totally just messing with john yes wiggling uh, her ass all up in there her booty all over yeah. him trying to get comfortable i've been the big spoon before a lot and i hate being the big spoon first big, of all i want everyone here that's listening to this podcast to understand the big spoon sucks sucks man everyone wants to be a little spoon I and mean, if i was john i'd have been on the other side i mean i understand maybe you could grab his knife and you know just eh. but like no fuck that the if, big I, spoon, if i have her tied up we're I'm be I'm the fucking little spoon. I'll yeah. tell you that right yeah. now. Big spoon, not fun. How do you feel? What spoon do you like? Uh, I don't know if I've thought about it before. I'm Jesus fine with Christ, big spoon. Keith. You like big spoon? Yeah. Well, then this is a perfect relationship. Yeah. With <laughs> who? Me. Okay. And bing you? Bong. Yeah, that's great. Ding dong. I said bing bong. Bing bong. <laughs> I'm headed into that bed next door. Okay. Uh, as soon as this is over, if you want to join me. Okay. Just a spoon okay. for a little bit, and then you can go Spooning home. Spooning I- leads to forking. Are we tying you tying you up? You can. I don't want to, but you don't have to. Okay. I just find it funny that she's just wiggling. She's her just ass, wiggling, just- and and he's like he's so like, Stop frustrated. <laughs> Stop. Oh, oh, was, I, was I doing it again? <laughs> I, didn't I didn't even notice, notice that time. <laughs> Um, anyway, mostly a throwaway scene and totally cut to what I think is the much more important. Uh, it, it interrupted the, the conversation with Ruse because then we jump right back to him. Uh, and he's telling the story of Winterfell 
and what happened. And then he, you know, John's like, they get into a little bit of an argument where John is basically echoing what Bran had said in the last episode about like, if we can't protect our, our men, why would we expect them to do that? The same for us. Do you mean Rob? What did I say? No, Bran was saying it. If I said John, I meant Rob. Okay. Mm. But Bran in the last episode was talking about Torn Square. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and he said, how can I be a king if I can't keep my castle? Right. Yeah, if I'm going to call myself king in the north, and Roos quickly says, like, you are king in the north. and Which I appreciated. Anytime and, someone's like, no, no, no. And he's right. You, like, you don't have to do everything. Yeah. You can send your men to take care of things. It's a skeleton crew there, like Roos says, and there's no reason why you can't send somebody else to take care of that. I don't know. Theon's getting 500 men from his sister. Yeah. Okay. So then then we get... I'll see it when I... I believe it when I see it. The best line so of the I'll podcast. i I believe it. <laughs> I'm going to write to my bastard at the Dreadfort. We got it. We finally We're got in it. there. We have both elements. Both, both elements of the now. name of the podcast have been mentioned in the show. Dragons I and... I feel like we should be popping bottles in this Dread bitch. Fort. You're the one who's supposed to bring bottles to pop. I got a bottle that's popped. Pop it. It's already popped. Pop lock and drop Well, that's it. less exciting... Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, so the bastard of the dread fort, obviously ruse. He he said, you know, my bastard will write to him. He'd be happy to bring you Theon's head. And Rob is nope, like, don't want his head. No, no, no. Nope. I want him. It's kind of annoying because he's like, I want to ask him why. Shut the fuck up and chop his head off. Uh, like I would want to. And then he'll kill off. him himself. That's what he said. He I said, know. I want to look him in the eye and ask him why. Great rhyming there. Uh, and then I will kill him myself. It just felt unnecessary, but I, I concede. The man I'll who give passes the sentence. He is the king in the north. He can do whatever he wants. I'm just a podcast host who likes to complain. Do you think? No. Yes. Okay. Well, perfect. Do you think that if Theon is defeated at Winterfell, is brought before Rob, is groveling like I we know Theon can, will, can do, do you think Rob kills him? No chance. Does Rob kill Theon? Yeah. No. Okay. The only, the only, I think, exception to that would be if any harm were to come to Bran or Rickon. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. But if he did happens, kill Roderick, though. If that happens, I feel like cattle kill I mean, Roderick, Roderick taught all of them how to I fight. I know, but I feel, like, I feel like Rob is somebody who understands, like, when you're the master of sword, like... You're gonna die a violent death. That's that's just probably gonna happen. Most likely. I feel like not that Roderick's unimportant to Rob, but that his little brother, who's unfortunately a cripple, like that's that's a different tone. Um, and so I think like in that scenario, I think that he would. In any other scenario, um, I don't I don't think that he actually does it. Mm. I think that he's got too big of a heart. I, I think, think you I think that. you're probably right, but um but we will see. So does he send him away? Say so what? Does he send him away? Lock him up somewhere? I think he has to lock him up. I mean, yeah, if he was smart, he'd send him to the wall. Can't leave the wall unless If he's smart, he would kill him. Right. It, but he, he's not, so his next best option would probably be the wall. I would, I would vote for the dungeons, though, because if you send him to the wall, he's already proven that he like doesn't follow the, the yeah, rules. He has no real honor. And, and so, yeah, but at that point, everyone's off you know out for your head you know everyone that you encounter knows that that's true anyways yeah i just wanted to get your take um mainly keith but we got a lot of justin there too which is great love me some justin 
Go ahead. He's, he's I don't know my, what's next. He's one of my favorite people here. No, I don't no, know. Stop next. talking. I don't know. I said, love me some Justin. Don't look at me when you're asking questions if you don't want my opinion, too. My chair is just turned this way. It's very hard for me to look at Heath. Okay, it, well. It's uncomfortable. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I look like this, that it's so no, uncomfortable it's, for you. It's not that the sight is uncomfortable. It's that turning my head like that. Anyways, uh, what, what do we got next? What, what's up next there, showrunner? Showrunner Justin? Back to Winterfell. Okay. That's helpful. Uh, is it Asha coming in to show us what Tonks looks like underneath the robe? Yep. Okay. I thought I was thinking like this, this, this woman's been in a Harry Potter film, a nice family oriented film and no, no way we, you know, no way she, you know, drops the robe and then the robe gets dropped. Um, Keith, not, you know, thankfully you can still look Tonks in the eye, but I never, I never care. She's dead. Good point. Um, RIP. spoiler alert! Spoilers for Harry Potter. Yeah, we we made no promises about Harry Potter. That's true. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so she she comes. Is that where we're at? Yep. She comes in and and says that I'm I can be useful Justin. in other ways. Uh, I know things, and Theon just keeps saying like what, and then she drops the robe, and I don't know if it's the first woman that Theon's seen in weeks besides his sister, but it didn't seem to stop him with with it was his sister, but. Uh, he jumps in there pretty quick, and I gotta say, well, I think he already wanted her from when he was there last. Uh, yeah, it just seems like he'll stick his dick anywhere. That that's that's what it seems like to me. Anybody well, that's willing to go at any time, he's Theon, ready to oblige. Theon is gross. Yeah, and uh, and and Asha, good for her, man, taking one from the team. That's uh, that's not an easy thing to do. Justin, any thoughts? Yep. Red keep. I don't understand why <laughs> I'm getting this when I was telling you that I'm I I love me some Justin. Red keep. Can you stop? Because this is really not going to be good. You've got this. I Have don't watch the episodes. This. Yeah, I watched the episode twice, but I don't <laughs> got this. I don't know where we're at in the red keep. Sansa and Shay. Okay, so Sansa's explaining that she uh, was what she was seeing in the eyes of the guys who were molesting her and she says like you know i i never i've never met this guy this this he's a stranger and yet he hated me um and she says i, I would have given him some bread if i had any um and and, and I, I, you're watching this this child again process the cruel realities of our world and clearly their world mm-hmm. um and she just doesn't understand why someone how someone could do something like that and shay has a great line and says doesn't matter now. He's dead. True. Very true. Well, three of them. Yeah, that one guy's still still yep, kicking. Your corner friend. And then Shay says, "I don't remember." No, they, it doesn't. Sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say, doesn't Sansa say something about like I hate? No. Yeah. Is it I hate Joffrey? Yeah. Or I hate him. Essentially, and Shay's like, careful of the wrong people hearing it, and she was like, "But you're not the wrong people." And then Shay's line, don't trust anybody. Life is safer that way, which we've seen that thought be floated several times. Right. But it's, it's, I don't know. Not that I thought she was dumb at all. Like she seems like a super smart person, but I feel like this is the first time I'm seeing her thinking. Who's Shay? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Like every other time it's been like, we're close to it. And like, I know that she's deeper than what she's portraying herself to 
Bronn and uh, Tyrion. But this seemed like the first, for me anyways, the first, like, I get it, I understand it, and I have a, like, a, I'm not just, like, floating around here. Like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Because talking with Varys seemed a little, like, loose. Yeah, yeah, Shay like, Varys. Like, yeah, like, what are you doing? Don't you, like, don't you know better not to Yeah, talk don't to you understand anybody. Not, to, not to be, you know, blabbing about where you're from, who you right. are, stuff like that. But this was like, don't trust anyone. It's like, oh, okay. You do yeah, know she's starting up. to get it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think she also knows that like, I'm, I may not be the wrong people necessarily, but I kind of am the wrong people. Right. I kind of am not who you think that I am. Um, and obviously she's not overtly telling Sansa that, but she's kind of just reminding her that you just never know. Right. Um, so, yeah. And we've seen that before with, Littlefinger and Ned. And everyone. And, and Varys. Yeah, we've seen it like a lot. Everyone sucks. Except next, next, we're back to Asha. She creeps out of that bed like she's back to Asha. Um, yeah, she got a little sexiness going. and then, But clearly that was just a ruse because now she's back to just creeping around and shit. Um, and clearly it was all part of this grand plan to bust out Brandon Rickon and and Hodor Hodor and Hodor Hodor Summer and Shaggy Dog get to come along for the, the ride yeah she gets that guy uh, outside the wall too kill of the week honorable mention that's a good one yeah that's a frustrating one if you're that guy yeah like, oh shit like you thought and you're gonna get some and then you got your throat slit that's what you get for thinking with your dipstick. Yeah. Well, also, like, I know those guys were soldiers, but they don't seem like soldiers. Right. No, they're... Uh, I think Theon kind of describes sort of how the Iron Islanders think about women and and their conquests and stuff like that. Mm. Um, that, you know, they're salt wives and... and the well, yeah, but, like, do you think, about. like, his sister's men would have fallen for that? Probably not. But his sister's men aren't the crew of the sea bitch. Well, yeah, still that's, the same. Crew. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like right. these, these guys seem like they were fishermen, and we were just like, "Hey, let's go do a battle." Right. Yeah. Kind of. That's. I mean, that's how I see Theon too. Well, I, mean, I think it's. I think that the men reflect the command. Uh, like I yeah. can't imagine any of Tywin's men Probably finding themselves not, in a no. situation like that. Someone under the command of a of a real leader and a real commander. And we know they have whores at Winterfell. Right. Like right outside, you yeah. know, there's brothels. So, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. It, it is frustrating that I was like, oh, man, I got got. Got got. I mean, sometimes it happens. Yep. And they made their escape. Yeah. Yep. Made their escape. Uh, we don't know where they're going, but they're going somewhere, somewhere and they got two wolves. Where so. do you think they're going? Um, Hopefully they're going down to meet up with uh, Rob. Because, I mean, Astra said that she wanted to keep going south anyway. That's true. So it lines up with her plans. It's probably the safest place for the kids. Yeah. Even though it's the middle of war, like, at least there's 20,000 men around you protecting you. We didn't really talk about it earlier, but Asha, you know, had the line earlier in this episode when Theon was on his rampage killing Roderick. Uh, Brand, you know, she said, I want to serve you. And then she walked, you know, after she gets pushed out of the way, Brand says, how could you? And she said, it's your dream, little Lord. 
you know, the oh, yeah. seas come to to drown uh to to wash over the walls or something. Wash like over that. the walls and I'm and I'm not going to drown with it or whatever. But really what we see is that she in some kind of weird wildling way is trying to care for them mm. and protect them and I don't I don't really know why she feels the need to do that or the responsibility to do that, but she is. Um, well, I mean, maybe it's just as simple as like if a wilding takes a person prisoner, they kill them fast if you're lucky and slow if you're not. And, you know, they've taken them in and yeah, been nice to her, not treated her poorly. All but all but the all but the uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Also, I was just thinking too, either that or they're going up to the other place that the originally took over. Because that Torn Square. Square. Yeah, Torn Square, because they have 200 Winterfell soldiers there. That's true. And at least it's like, hey, let's go back to the castle and kill Theon. Mm. Go get some help. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a good theory. I guess we'll have to see hopefully next week, maybe what comes up. Yeah, if um, there's a way to find out. We finish this episode in Karth. Mm. Would you care to, care to share? Uh, I think they're walking up to Zarazo and Doxos's, you know, state it seems like and he is the wealthiest man in Carth. right yeah if if he hadn't told us uh a thousand times um and again here right <laughs> and and <laughs> she's mentioning the silk merchant that she can't get the ships from him obviously the spice merchant didn't work out and he's continuing to you know try to to get her to come to his side of thinking um and they walk in and they see just this you know gruesome scene of all the guards that are are you know their throats are slashed and uh quickly she thinks like okay where am i where are my dragons what's going on she runs up the stairs and uh the her one of her servants is is laying there on the ground and she sees the empty cages and she's screaming you know where are my dragons where are my dragons uh and then i think it cuts to someone carrying the dragons dragons up the steps right kind of a Hooded, shadowy figure with his arms, his arms super like a cross. wide. Yeah, that's, that's our similar. Jesus, Jesus stole. Who do you Danny's think that person is? Jesus. <laughs> I yeah. No, so my first Probably. thought was that's Joris. You think Joris stole the dragons? Yeah, I don't know. Whoa. I don't like truly believe that, but like, you think Joris killed all those people? I. Well, so those were. I mean, not that he couldn't, but those were dude faces, people. Right? They weren't. Dothraki. Right. Yeah. No, they're not. They're the like the household guard, so to speak. Right. I don't really believe it was Joris, but like the quick like chin shot that they showed of him, I was almost like, is that Joris? Mm, maybe. Because I can I can almost see him doing that in like a I'm trying to protect you. You're yeah. making dumb choices. Don't do that. Maybe. You might be right. Because we'll did, see. Because did was her was the lady servant was she dead? She was dead. It seemed like she was dead. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I didn't remember seeing blood. I could almost see her being knocked out. Maybe. She, but if she's dead, I don't think it's Joris. Seemed a little dead to me. Pretty it's like sure everyone else had like was super dead. bloody. She just looked like she was just laying there. Maybe. Who knows? I, I think I think we'll find out. I hope uh, so. Tune in next week on Dragon Ball Z. What if we just quit right now? Like the podcast? forever, just and forever. no one ever found out. Yeah. Do you want to? <laughs> no, I don't. I would hate that because I like you guys and I like yeah. doing this. But okay, I just yeah. thought that was a funny thought. Seems like we lost Justin there for the last fifteen minutes. Red but. keep. What I'm here. Yeah. Yep, you are. Yeah, Red my keep. face is up to my microphone. That's true. It's good to see. Good to have you back, buddy. 
instead of your butt like it was earlier what do you want from me i don't understand just your love and friendship okay you got it yes do you want to see us out (laughs) bye no uh so yeah i mean i think that's an interesting take jorah being the the hooded figure uh we will see hopefully next week maybe um i don't remember if it it is that answered that that quickly uh, but yeah, any predictions other than that for next week? We've got Brand that ha- Brand and Rickon that have left Winterfell. We've got uh, Roose Bolton talking about his bastards that's going to go take Winterfell back. Um, we've got. Uh, Do we see the Dreadfort next week? I don't know. I'm not Maybe. gonna answer it, but I'm definitely looking it up for myself. That'd yeah. be nice. Uh, yeah. So we got a number of of question marks. Mm-hmm. What do you got for next week? Um, I think I'm going to stick with, uh, they go to Torrin Square. Okay. Get some soldiers. Go back. I think, uh, Michael Bolton's bastard definitely goes <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> goes to Winterfell. That well. would be very interesting. Yes. That was the joke I was trying to come up with this whole time. Each time you said Bolton, I was like, crap, what is the famous guys? <laughs> Got it. Uh, I don't know. I hope Asha explains the dream. A little bit more because I know she knows what that three-eyed raven is. Yeah. Okay. And uh, in Bran's dream about the the way the the sea coming to Winterfell, he did say that he saw that Roderick was drowned. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's we, true. We got some some clarity there. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah. you heard it here first from Keith. Knows. Uh, I, almost, I almost wish that we had like a and maybe I should be doing this like a hey I, Keith was right. Yeah, you segment. should be tracking that. We right. we we try to we try to pull that up every once in a while. Oh, I know. Make sure you, you, guys you know. Are great. Um, make sure you know that Keith knows. All right. So, uh, shortest episode we've had in a while. You're welcome, listener land. Uh, if you want to support our show, you can join the other patrons that we have: uh, Lydia, Michael, and Chris. Um, that is at Patreon.com/slash Dragons Dreadforts. You can follow us on Instagram at Dragons Dreadfort. Also Dragons Dreadforts. And then if you want to follow Justin on Instagram and see some pictures of the cats and kids, uh, we got Dreadfort. at JNeil100. And then Keith doesn't like to share his social media, so we're going to skip that part. Um, I'll be back next week with a social full-blown media. apology corner. And we'll see how that goes. And hopefully we'll have Lydia back at some point here in the near future. You're grinning a lot. I just can't wait for Apology Corner. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Did you say something this episode that made you think about it? I'm sure. I don't know. Actually, you were the one that threw out like girls that were dumb and you know stuff like that. That's so. not what I said, and I'm pretty sure I corrected that right away. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe you can apologize for that. I will apologize for absolutely nothing. I'll apologize. I'll take, like take this opportunity to apologize. Absolutely nobody. <laughs> Love it. Uh, we'll see. Good. We'll see you next week, guys. Thanks for listening. Red Keep.